Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. Recently, our family entered a whole new phase of parenting where our older kids are now responsible enough to babysit our younger kids. It's pretty neat being able to sneak out for a date night without having to coordinate with the grandparents or book a sitter. The kids all enjoy it too because the big kids get to feel very mature and the younger kids felt like they were getting too old for a babysitter. The transition to having the big kids tuck in the younger kids in the evenings when we go out went remarkably smoothly. Now, this was no lucky break. This was the result of years of consistency in our bedtime routine. A major variable in the routine changes when the big kids babysit. It's them tucking in the younger kids rather than us parents. But the amazing part of a consistent bedtime routine is that the routine becomes so powerful it elicits fatigue and a quick transition to sleeping so even little variations here and there are a non-event. Okay now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled Master Your Child's Bedtime Routine. Yesterday a dear friend of mine asked my advice on managing her tired 10 year old who gets tanky, tired and cranky. What to do with a tired child? This topic is so large I will initially divide it into four episodes focused on sleep hygiene, bedtime routine, bedtime environment, bedtime, and bedtime sneakiness with much more to come on sleep training after that. Sleep falls under the consistency category in my 5Cs Parenting Framework. Learn more about the 5Cs at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash one for episode one's show notes. As a quick preface to bedtime routines, I must highlight that well-rested kids and parents are primed for success. When either party gets tired, parent-child interactions suffer. Sleep is incredibly important. Now, on to routines. I cannot stress enough the importance of consistency in your child's life. Children thrive on consistency and predictability. It helps them to navigate through all the changes they're experiencing physically and the new learning experiences they encounter daily. I will talk more about daily routines in future episodes. Today, we'll focus on bedtime, arguably the most important part of those routines. Bedtime routines are not just for kids, they're important for adults too, and are the first focus of our four-part psychology lesson on sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene refers not just to how clean you are for bed, but how your entire sleep routine and environment are set up and whether they're conducive to getting a good night's sleep. Hey, amazing parents, in addition to my solution-focused masterclasses, I offer a full Parenting with Psychology course specific to your child's age group. It's the best way to learn everything you need to know to become an amazing parent. You'll learn all of my psychology-based tools customized to your child's age group to help you feel more confident and capable in your parenting. Parents wanting to be more intentional in their parenting will love this in-depth strategic approach to parenting guided by the 5Cs framework. Go to parentingwithpsychology.com slash courses to join the waitlist so you'll hear as soon as my full course is available. I look forward to guiding you on your amazing parenting journey. I think of the bedtime routine as everything that happens after dinner. 
After clearing plates and wiping up any crumbs that spilled on their spot at the table, my kids head straight to picking out their clothes for the next day, then off to bath or shower. After that, it's time for pajamas, hair brushing, dental floss, and toothbrushing. Then off to story time. Usually dad reads because he has not spent as much time with them during the day, and I start tackling the dishes so all the chores are done before the last child goes to bed, and we still have some time to ourselves in the evening. Each child gets to pick at least one story before bed, more if I got dinner on the table early enough, and if bath time went smoothly. The number of books is made clear at the start of story time to avoid any later negotiations, and the child at the earliest bedtime gets to pick first. After their story, that child says goodnight to their siblings, and Dad and I walk them back for final potty and tuck in, which is a quick event, before Dad gets the next child's story started. Then we repeat that process three more times before mom and dad go off duty for the night. It's the same thing almost every night. The kids are almost always asleep within minutes of being tucked in. I love hearing babysitters say the kids went to bed so easily it was a breeze. And grandparents say they're happy to watch the kids for day night because they're so well trained at bedtime. Having a reliable bedtime routine benefits you and your children. Your bedtime routine may be completely different than mine, as long as it's consistent and involves getting them into calm and quiet mode to be primed for sleep. Our routine has changed slightly over the years. For example, we used to read in their beds, but our three boys now share a room and have staggered bedtimes. Of course, there will be some times when the routine is modified. For example, if we go swimming and showered earlier in the day, we skip the bath and go straight to pajamas. Or if we go out to dinner and service is slow and we return home too late to fit in a bath without sacrificing story time, as long as they're not filthy, we'll skip the bath. I let them know the plan on the drive home from the restaurant and remind them as we walk in the door. Then off they go to get pajamas on quickly to have time for a story, unless we're super late and that needs to be skipped too. The beauty of a reliable bedtime routine is that the kids can go with the flow for an odd night here or there because they're comforted by the knowledge that the routine will return the next day. What does your family's evening look like after dinner? How conducive are those activities with calm and quiet mode to get them primed for sleep? How consistent is your routine? In the last week, how many times did your bedtime routine vary? This week, I encourage you to examine your family's bedtime routine and see how you can tweak it to set up your child for a successful night's sleep. Sleep hygiene is part of the consistency category in my 5 C's parenting framework. To find more episodes in this category, go to parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash six for the show notes from today's episode and use the category search menu on the right of your screen. Oh, and if you have an infant or toddler who is not sleeping through the night yet, be sure to check out the step-by-step sleep training process detailed in my masterclass, Sleep Training, at parentingpsychology.com slash masterclasses. You'll learn everything you need to know to get your child sleeping through the night. You'll also want to check out my Treasures Sleep Training page at parentingpsychology.com slash treasures for a select group of products designed to simplify the sleep training process for parents and children. Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Join me next week to learn how to simplify your family's morning routine. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. Be sure to follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. 
My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast platform, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. Finally, a quick legal disclaimer. Please know that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week.